0: This is Single AF 101, a dating podcast for everyone. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back again for another episode of Single AF 101. Today, I am going to do things a bit differently. I am actually going to be interviewed. So my friend Jordan here is going to be taking the reins on this episode so I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself.
1: Hey, everyone. My name is Jordan Henry. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited that you asked me to interview Girl, you. It's yes. so like, else, I was like so <laughs> privileged. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. your
0: thing. I love it.
1: I know. Well, I'm excited to like talk to you a little bit more. I know we've been friends for a while, yeah. but it's going to be interesting to hear like some of these questions because we've never dived deep into right. this. Right. So yeah, what do you, let me start off with something. So like, what made you start this whole podcast? Like, why dating why yeah you dating? know what yeah. <laughs> to
0: be honest the idea of a podcast it makes me laugh because i don't listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and the reason and i've tried and generally it's really because I'm, my attention span is just not going to allow me to sit here and listen to this individual without being distracted um so i like reading better but i did try to find a podcast that could grab my attention enough to Listen intently for an hour or however long, and I wasn't able to do that. So I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna make a podcast about something that I would be interested in listening to, which is like ironic because I don't wanna listen to myself talk, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I just hope that I'm filling that gap for somebody else. Uh, and then in regards to it being about dating, It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. What am I going to do a podcast about? It was more like, dang, I can't find a podcast I want to listen to. Separately, it was like, dang, every time I'm talking to somebody, dating is involved in the conversation. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do a podcast about dating. Because every time I'm talking to somebody about it, depending on how that conversation is, I'm like, dang, everybody needs to hear about what this conversation is that's happening now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of what made me want to start it. And then I've been single forever. I've been having the struggle trying to have different conversations with people who are married, divorced, single whatever and kind of like get some of that feedback so i wanted to have those same type of conversations more intently and i could do that through my podcast
1: do you find it interesting that like when you're with your girlfriends and you're like speaking to them like the first topic is always about dating kind of and it's one of those things where it's like you're talking to them you're like oh so how's everything right. you forget about all the other things you're like let's just talk about dating so right what are you literally like on? this is
0: the most interesting topic <laughs> let's just talk about that honestly i don't know i feel like it's, it seems so pre- prevalent in our lives and it's like thrown in our face constantly, especially like as women saying, oh, you got Are you married yet? Or when are you going to start having kids, blah, 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 blah. But then it's just like juicy, fun, like feelings are involved. You know, there could be like sexual things happening that are just like intriguing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those conversations are just fun to have. And you kind of live vicariously through the other person that you're listening to. And then you kind of just share your experiences and kind of like bond through that, which I mean, as women, I feel like that doesn't sound so that's weird because it's the what thing we, we do. do. We definitely yeah. bond. Through.
1: I feel like me and you, as friends, we <laughs> right. bonded through like our horrible dating right story. He like, said girl, everything. Yeah, because like you, you
0: understand like the struggles, and then when it's really good, like I'm happy for you because you know that's obviously something that I'd like to experience. So seeing somebody else experience that gives me hope, and it's just nice to like hear how that plays out, so that I, I can like know what to look for in my own dating life. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I I love it, but it is weird how often that is spoken. on
1: <laughs> i know and i feel like it's a lot because of social media like i feel like when i go on social media and i see like these couples that are like together yeah. and they're doing like little fitness workouts together right. and i'm like oh that's so cute so i feel like the influence is like i mean would you yeah. feel like it's social media that drives this like why women talk about this i mean so it's often, for like? sure
0: social media i think would be like the biggest role um especially like nowadays in regards to it being so prevalent in our conversations i also think it's the movies that we watch Because even if it's not a movie about dating, there's some type of, I mean, there's relationships. That's just Mm -hmm. kind of like human nature uh, with like um, romance movies or whatever. I personally am not a big fan of romance movies because I feel like, girl, I can't. It makes me cringe. Like it's it, it so does make cute, me but don't you
1: like picture yourself being that person that's like you know in the movie? Well, you ever put yourself? I literally I get put that. myself in the movie. And right. I'm, like, I'm the girl. Right. There. Well, you know? I wish <laughs> that
0: I think that the reason why I don't like it is because I have trouble doing that because my experiences have been so opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So for me to put myself in that scenario is like sad because I'm like that's not happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to say that it won't, but putting myself in that position just makes me feel sad about my own life, I guess, which sounds super (laughs) depressing, (laughs) but I'm not really like a big fan of love stories, but seeing on social media, I love it. And then obviously when you're just like walking around outside, aside from social media and everywhere you go, you see it. So.
1: I know, everywhere. I guess that leads me to my next question. So, like, what have you learned from your past relationships? Because you said that they're kind of it's been kind of tragic for you, and that's kind of why you started this podcast. Like, yeah. what is it? I'm curious. Um, I
0: think that it's my expectations that I have. And mm-hmm. I think that a, bi- a big thing probably growing up was watching those types of movies and putting myself in that position and then seeing how that played out in real life. It kind of was extremely, like, disappointing. Not to say that it was disappointing every time or, like, I haven't had really good experiences. Of course, I have. But now, knowing the differences between both of them, I'm way more mindful of making sure that I put myself in a position to have those better experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I think that it stems back to, first, the relationships that I have with, like, my close family, even my friends, like, best friends that I've had. I've had three close best friends, and those all fell out. At one point, we're actually all good friends now. (laughs) But even just saying, like, from a friend's standpoint, even those relationships can be rocky at times. So putting myself in a more emotional entanglement, <laughs> I guess I can say, right, with a man, you know what I mean? It's more difficult for me to um, be like... Uh, I guess have a positive outlook on that because of negative experiences I've had with family and also with friends. And then that's like the next level of it. And it's by choice. I'm putting myself in this situation. I have like more control over how this will play out um, in regards to like what I'm allowing to happen to me in in that relationship. So I think that having those experience, those negative experiences with my family and friends also does play a role in my dating life. And I feel like that's probably more significant um, than the actual dating experiences that I've had
1: Um, Mm -hmm. because I
0: don't have like a solid foundation. Like my parents um, were divorced when I was younger. I don't remember them being back together. My dad's been married like six times. So I don't know what that stable foundation looks like. So obviously it all stems from that. So I kind of am trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, And lucky for me, I can do that through the podcast by having different conversations with different people who have been married, you know, 30 plus years or um, just just have like that experience, whether they be my age or older. So I think it's more based around that than actually dating just men and stuff. So self. you would
1: say it's more about like not I feel like for you it's about you know you said you talked about expectations you feel like when you were in those relationships you had such big expectations right. and stuff like that. And so now like your advice to people would be like not to have as big expectations. No, what do you mean by um, that? Um
0: I think that it's first to acknowledge um what those rela- what relationships in general in your mm-hmm. life look like you know, because I feel like we all uh, build relationships similarly in regards to whether it be like family, friends or um, dating for like relations, like a spouse. Um, So knowing being like self-aware of what that looks like and why you build relationships the way you do. And if you're doing that in a way that's going to build something that's going to last long term. I think that um, being mindful, that's very important because if you're just like out here willy nilly, just trying to, you know, date people and just like, okay, well, that didn't work. And you're just like Consistently, just like mm-hmm. trying different things, but not really putting all it all together as a whole. I feel like that definitely will change your experience. So um, just being mindful of like, what it is that you want to attract and how you're going to do that intentionally. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So right now you're like, you're on the like, dating apps and stuff like that. So yeah. people that are listening to this, <laughs> like the whole dating apps thing, like, what do you think about that? Cause I know you're like active on it, but then sometimes you're yeah. not. So it depends.
0: That's a hard one because I, I feel like for me it's the easiest way for me to meet people especially with covid right so nobody's able to really go out and about and meet people socially if that were to like ever be a thing i've never been like the best at meeting people in person but dating apps allows you to to meet people uh easier more conveniently you know from home cuz i watch kids for a living so i'm not just going to necessarily just run into a man like or work with somebody and just build <laughs> yeah. that relationship like mm-hmm. authentically it has to Be more intentional. So I think the dating app allows that. But I also think that it allows people to get lost easier, and you uh, might disregard somebody quicker.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, and, I definitely do that. As a yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Like you're like, OK, we matched. And then you're like, ah, never mind. I'd yeah, match. or the,
1: re- <laughs> the reply section. Like, you know, when you like you, they kind of comment to you and then you're like you reply too late and then it's just like, you yeah. know, it kind of goes away a little right. bit like the spark. And I feel like that's what happens all the time. So, no, yeah. <laughs> and then
0: in between that, you're also talking to other people. So mm-hmm. it does make it, it, it It's, it's hard more to juggle yeah, It's like how do you really build solid relationships When it, you can, you're talking to so many individuals Constantly like at one time Meanwhile still looking and swiping on the app It just makes it It makes it more complicated but for me That's why I go back and forth with it because I feel like It's the easiest way for me to meet people And I feel like if I don't have that then I'm not Going to be dating it at all So I'm still trying to figure out that Balance and be more intentional with the conversations I am having on there and give people More of a chance other than just unmatching with them two seconds later because I matched with somebody else that might have been cuter than them
1: <laughs> I get you that leads me to my next question so when you're on these dating apps do you actually look at the guy like do you look do you read the questions that he says you know like yeah. when, he ha- when he's asking a question or do you actually look at the photo like what do you look at so when I first
0: look at like when I'm swiping through and other than the conversational aspect of it I do just look at the pictures and then when we actually match <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I look at when we match though I'm like oh let me see what this guy's about Mm -hmm. so now i'm reading the questions and sometimes i'm like oh no that's not (laughs) that's not what i wanted which i mean it, it either way you're gonna read that and just like be uninterested at that point but that goes back to oh he messaged me already he's interested unmatched anyways because i didn't read that at first -hmm. When I should have read that, probably more than even being attracted to the pictures. Yeah, which is unfortunate because if we paid more attention to what those questions were, maybe we'd match with people who we wouldn't be as likely to match with if we only looked at the photos, and maybe we would have better dating experiences because it gives way. Like Hinge specifically gives a lot of information about an individual because you have to put those questions on there. Oh, you know, I think I don't think you have to, but majority of people do. I almost run never run across people who put absolutely nothing. But like Tinder doesn't, you don't have to put anything, and it's not set up in a way for you to actually get to know somebody other than their pictures. I'm not the biggest fan. I like Hinge the best.
1: (laughs) I like Hinge the best too. Have you ever matched with somebody and then you went on a date with them and then you didn't read those questions? You're like, wow, I really don't like this about you at all. Right.
0: Um, Not so much because it's really hard. First of all, us matching is cool because that's easy. But like, even having a conversation through the dating app itself, can be harder and kind of like unlikely, you know, that could just be like non-existent of a thing. Cause even if you message them, that doesn't mean they're going to respond. And it's, so it's like, what do we do now? Because I told you I'm interested. You showed me that you were interested. I'm trying to communicate and or vice versa. And then there's like nothing. Cause sometimes somebody does message me and then I just leave it. And then I'm <laughs> like, later I'm like, oh, we got unmatched because like I just didn't respond. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's important to give um, <laughs> the chances really to yourself to be fair instead of just disregarding everybody and just constantly going through the same
1: cycle i think people disregard a lot i mean let me know if this is correct or not i think it's because of social media like i think we see all those like couples and the money and all this and especially in la like people typically like everyone in la is just not who they perceive to be like how do you feel about that
0: i mean i agree i feel like uh when like I was saying before about being mindful of how you're building different types of relationships. I think that a lot of people get here and they're not mindful of that. And they're trying to figure it out um, really not intentionally in regards to what they're trying to accomplish, but not intentionally in regards to how to build those genuine relationships and what people like are better for them and then which ones aren't. So I think that um, it makes it harder to know who's genuine and who isn't because most people are, here and doing things based off what they want to accomplish and not based off who they genuinely truly are as like a person. Because sometimes people will sell their soul, act like somebody completely different, you know, switch up completely how I their body that, looks. Though. you know that They do that a lot. Yeah. You know? to, to accomplish a goal. But it doesn't necessarily genuinely mean that them as a person, um, like we're seeing who they truly are. And that go- that's exactly what social media is. You can portray yourself to be whatever you want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like I'm way more happier and like Uplifting in person, but if you see my social media, like I'm not smiling in all my pictures. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But so it doesn't necessarily portray who we are. So that goes back to the dating apps. We're looking at what other people want us to perceive. So when we see that and then we meet people in person, it's like you don't, you pretty much don't really know much just based off of the images or the social media. Mm -hmm. And, And in regards to meeting people specifically out in LA, we have to be very mindful of the fact that the person that we're they're presenting themselves to be might not be the person who they are. So we have to mentally be mindful of the fact that that is usually the case. Out here in L.A. just is usually, what it is. Uh-huh. It's just the environment that, I mean, and I completely understand that. People out here are hustlers. They want to accomplish their goals. So sometimes, you know, they, got, they feel like they got to do what they have to do. But when you meet those people, you have to give those relationships time to build. A lot of times you meet a person one time, you're like, oh, my God. I want to see you again. And it could be just friends, right? And then you don't because it's so easy to meet people. It's the same thing like social media. It's like Mm -hmm. that in real life, making friends and dating in L.A. So you have to, I feel like, lower the expectations down in regards to when you meet somebody to not think that they are who they perceive themselves to be, to give them time to give yourself time to get to know them genuinely. Because otherwise you're going to get mixed up in stuff that Mm -hmm. you were like, oh, I didn't think you were like this because before you were saying this, this and that. You know, so I think that
1: um, just lowering your I guess just kind of like lowering your expectations. But would you say expectations? Some people think of that as standards. Would that be lowering your standards or would that just be lowering like what would that be? exactly? I just feel like
0: that's just being realistic. Like you can't expect to meet somebody and know them all in one day. Some people meet somebody like one day and they're like, oh, I'm in love with this mm-hmm. person. Yeah. It's like you're in love with what you that your what your um, perception was of them the first day that you met. That doesn't mean like two like a couple of weeks from now that you're you know, you always present yourself the best mm-hmm. way that you can. If you wait a little bit longer, you will start to see the the flaws that everybody has, right? So it's unrealistic yeah. to meet somebody and just be like, Oh, this person's great and not give yourself a chance to really fully get to understand that. And I think I've had that problem in dating, definitely thinking, mm-hmm. Oh, he's amazing, he's so sweet. And yeah. then like later, <laughs> not that he wasn't still a sweet guy, but I made this whole idea up in my head about how this was supposed to play out without actually getting to know them first like you how, how do you do that you know i know I mean? but it's
1: so annoying that people can just just switch up like that and, and right. that's what's so annoying yeah. and i i feel like more people need to talk about that like why why can't you just be yourself like yeah i feel like we hear so much advice from all these entrepreneurs about being this and being that but one thing is just be true to yourself right and not that switching up game because it's annoying yeah. and it's annoying for a because it's, it's so hard for me yeah you. because you meet somebody and first of all it's, the odds of me running into somebody that
0: I'm really genuinely like like and click with, like, doesn't happen all the time. So when it does happen, it, it does cause excitement. It's like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, like, I got to tell my friends about this. You know, I got this amazing guy and had this amazing experience. But we just have to be patient. And I think that even more so being in L.A. than anywhere else and give us ourselves that time. Um, because honestly like two weeks later you might not even be seeing this person anymore the same person <laughs> you were excited about two yeah. weeks ago or it might be just a date maybe you saw them once like you don't know
1: so do you feel that in LA it's hard to find someone in a committed relationship
0: yeah girl I feel like all the good guys are taken but I feel like that mm-hmm. everywhere and not just in LA like if I see a cute guy out I, I don't mind going up to somebody but I'm going to be less inclined to do that because I'm be like dang he's probably taken already but the thing about LA is People are so consumed with what they're going to accomplish, myself included. Like I work a lot and, you know, do the podcast and like I have other things going on. So you have to be able to. Well, first of all, you have to know that it's possible to be in a relationship with somebody and it can also work with your schedule. But a lot of people here don't even really want to consider that aspect of it because it's going to take away from the goals or th- some of their energy that they're trying to put toward the goals that they're trying to accomplish. So if you do find somebody that you like that single, first of all, they're going to be busy, period. Um, so building that relationship, I think, is more difficult because of that. But also there might not be they might not be as intrigued by the idea of dating seriously because they just are so already overwhelmed by everything that they have going on so I that's kind of been my biggest problem with dating in L- LA
1: yeah I, I totally feel you so I heard you say a little bit earlier that if you see a cute guy you'll go up to him like do you really do that like
0: I'll try. I mean, depending on what he like, what the setting is, and how confident I'm feeling that day. You know, if I had something to drink or not, (laughs) which most likely I didn't. Uh Um, I will go up to them and kind of not just be like, "Oh, hey, you're really cute" or something. Just be like, I don't know, act like I like. If he's at the bar, go by him, act like I'm we're about to order a drink or something, and then just be like, "Oh, hey, like, what's up? What are you doing here? Where are you from?" It's so easy to start conversations Mm -hmm. in LA. Literally, it's the same across the board. Everybody asks everybody the same thing. Where are you from? Like, what do you do? Like, what It's what's... the
1: same question. It's literally. It's like the same three questions. You're not, I'm sure you're not from yeah. L.A. Hello, how are you? My right. name is this. Yeah. And
0: if they're from L.A., oh, you are from L.A.
1: Interesting. I know, and then <laughs> you, you know? have nothing to say after that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. there's always something to talk about because yeah. you just go into like what you do and literally it just starts a conversation. So I feel like... Um, that conversation has been so normalized in my experience with meeting people generally in LA. I just do the same thing. If I'm going to go talk to like a cute guy and see like what that's going to turn into. I do get intimidated during that conversation when it comes to like either exchanging social media or phone numbers because it's like, okay, I haven't been rejected yet. (laughs) But it could still be coming. So I kind of try to let them do that. But sometimes a lot of the times they don't. And I don't know if it's because they're not interested, which sometimes I'm sure that's the case because they have like a girlfriend and we just haven't got to that part yet. Or if they just don't want to be rejected by me by asking, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's complicated.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. Okay, well, now going back to the question. What what first brought you out to L.A.? Because I know we're, oh, yeah. both, we're both from Texas. You right. Know? We're, ironically, Texas we're both has, from San Antonio,
0: you know? met actually in L.A. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, just my, my ambition and the kind of just being open to different opportunities. Two weeks before I moved here, I literally in my head was like, oh, why do I need to ever live anywhere else? I love San Antonio. And even ha- having lived here um, two years at this point, I still feel like I would live in San Antonio again. Um, so it was never anything in regards to not wanting to live in that city. But something about the drive and ambition that I have just with life in general and just living my life to the fullest. I knew that I needed to live somewhere else at some point in my life and the timing worked out. So I decided two weeks later I was gone. And I was in my head I was just like the worst thing that's gonna happen is I'm gonna move back home and have mm-hmm. like a month long vacation if you know if it happened that quickly in LA and then I'm back in San Antonio and I wouldn't regret having gone in the first place. Like it's LA, like who's mad? You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, my mindset around coming here, it was simple. And I didn't come here even to like necessarily do the podcast, I didn't come here to like be in entertainment or anything. I just came to experience life, and ever since I've got here, and it's been amazing. And now here I am doing the podcast again with individuals that I've met while here, so it's worked out. It's worked out great so far, and I'm excited to see what else LA has in store for me.
1: I'm sure it has a lot in store for you. And I guess my last question to you would be, I guess this is a, I don't know. I like I always like asking this question because I know it's like a typical question, but I guess it's just like. What is your goal with this whole podcast? Like, yeah. what is your goal to inspire women that are like, trying to date or just uplift them? Like, what is yeah. what is it?
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned women because yeah, for sure. But girl, men need to hear this because I oh, think it's th- the men. <laughs> it's oh, well, then, wait, 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 it again, <laughs> girl. It's for the men too. Like, I need these mm-hmm. men to listen because th- we. They. I feel like we all as people have an idea about the opposite sex, and I think a lot of that stems from um, the media, obviously us as people, we have our own different individual experiences, but we're not necessarily mindful of what that looks like when we are meeting somebody else. So we meet somebody, we see somebody like, you know, this is a really simple example. Somebody at the grocery store yelling at somebody else because they're mad. We're thinking that maybe they're mad at this specific individual when they could have had like a whole day of something else that went wrong. So when you play that back into dating somebody, it's like, you know, first of all, you're presenting yourself in the best form that you are. Right. So when we start seeing different things about people that maybe we aren't necessarily like intrigued by we have to remember that it might not just be their dating experiences just general experiences that they had um, in their life as a whole but like I said I didn't find a podcast that I really wanted to listen to so I did this so that people can hear conversations like what we're having be mindful Mm -hmm. of those things and be like oh I need to look at life differently because sometimes it's literally you can be like hammer down like all my friends tell me you know, you date somebody and mm-hmm. your friends can kind of see, like, what's wrong with him. And the thing is, you're telling – they might not even have met him. They have this perception based off what you told them. But you're kind of like, no, I really like him. And they're like, girl, but what about that? You know, like, yeah. what about that other thing that you said? You know what I mean? So we can listen to them all day and we're not necessarily going to listen to it. But, like, for me, if I read it in a book, I'll be like, dang, like, this book is right. Even though it's the same thing my friend said. But some mm-hmm. for some reason, I can take the book, like, more seriously for whatever, like, I don't know why, maybe it just phrased it differently. Maybe it gave me like a different example that I didn't get from my friends So I think that it's the same thing with the podcast, listening to it, opening your mind to, um, hearing different types of conversations that you might not have in your normal life. Cause generally we talk to the same people, you know, they're probably going to say the same things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we hear, uh, conversations that are specifically geared toward other things, um, like, you know, and other podcast episodes that I did from single to married, you know, sexual trauma those aren't conversations that first of all we can have with everybody and that people mm-hmm. are capable of having so listening to those conversations i'm hoping widens people's perspectives and helps them understand themselves and other people better
1: nice okay last question oh see, so okay. i just thought of one <laughs> right okay, now and i'm okay. like wait hold on yeah. okay this is a good one i feel like you're going to like <laughs> this cuz me and you have had like a lot of experience reading yeah what tactics would you give for women in, that are trying to come out to LA to like date or what? Yeah. Like what tactics would you give? Like, <laughs> don't date. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> honestly. Um, honestly, low key, don't isn't isn't like too far off from what my answer would, mm-hmm. would be. It'd be more so be open to it, but don't have expectations of being in a relationship because you're doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like be open to meeting people, be open to experience LA, meeting new people, figuring out where you fit in when you first get here. Right. And you can't just get here and you could, cause you could get here, find yourself somewhere where you wouldn't generally be because you're just out here figuring things out. You're at this club. Maybe you wouldn't generally be at people are doing like drugs that you know, you don't do. And you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. and you meet somebody there and maybe that wasn't the best place to place to meet this person because maybe they've been here longer. And that is the type of setting that he's in more frequently uh, then you'll find yourself once you've, you know, figured out where your place is in L.A. So I think it's really important important to be patient, figure out like where your place is here, be open to meeting people, not having too high of expectations in regards to finding something quickly. Because if you even if you do that, and even if you do think you found something, you have to give it time. That's regardless of if you've been here a long time or not. You need to give it more time <laughs> to really get to know this individual. Because, man, I feel like the people that I date have the biggest effect on my emotional feelings, um, and that's something that you allow into your life. So you have to be mindful of that because it can go really bad. Like heartbreak mm-hmm. is probably the strongest negative emotion that I've ever felt. I've never known anyone. Um, blessed to not have known anyone to pass away. I feel like heartbreak um, is second to, to that. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful, you know. So that's pretty much the advice that I would give them
1: all right well i think i you answered all my questions so amazingly Thanks, i'm definitely girl. gonna like look back on this <laughs> and play it back
0: girl i know because i'm pretty sure if you ask me these same questions five years from now who knows what i'm gonna say especially after hopefully i'm married by then girl but i don't
1: know <laughs> um, or both of us married hopefully <laughs> girl
0: that's like oh, i look forward to those days because we'll be looking back on these days like oh my god yeah, we think. thought we knew what did we know you know and then
1: your podcast will not be single af it will be yeah. married okay, AF. Girl, i'm looking forward <laughs> to the
0: day that i get to change the name of the podcast yeah. but thank you so much for coming i really appreciate you sitting here uh interviewing me i love talking with you glad we got the chance to meet up i know know,
1: of course (laughs) i love talking to you too this was fun yeah thanks girl jordan's out (laughs) thanks
0: so much for tuning
1: in to another episode of
0: single af 101 a dating podcast for everyone